Uh, cold open. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's real cold in Skyrim. Oh, yeah, that's a bit. There's a fun <laughs> Listen, bit. Listen, there doesn't need Continue. to be a cold open. You just need that music uh -huh. just coming in hot. Right. That's it. Right. There that's just shouldn't really be a cold open. It should just be, like, hot, it's hot. It's the Skyrim episode. Skyrim That's Pirates of the Caribbean, Matt. You were not even doing... Wait, tell me you haven't been playing the Pirates of the Caribbean theme right now. Oh, no, I've been playing the wrong game. Please tell me, Matt, it's not Pirates right now. I've been playing the wrong game the whole time. Matt, no! Now it's just the Terminator song. I don't know why Why are you turning it up? Why are you turning it up? Don't turn it up, Matt! Oh, and it's just Sonic Adventure again. All roads lead to escape from the city. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to this, the 50th game of the Old Gamers Almanac. Yeah, It's me, I'm here, I am Matt Martins, this is the definitive ranking of hey, all video hey, games, hey, one week hey, at a time, hey, every week hey, at a time. Hey, hey Hunter. Hey, I just want to, hey, I want to make this joke. Uh, so this is Old Gamers Almanac Special Edition with better water. <laughs> If you drink water while you're listening to the show this week, uh -huh. it will taste better, it and is the better. textures will be different. Yep, yep. It also includes all the DLC, uh, so you can just yeah. get that. You just slap that in there. All the yeah, OGA yeah. You can DLC. listen to the whole episode now. Yeah. that it's been yeah. ten years since anyone cares. And I would like to introduce that DLC for you now. Ooh, Today yeah. we have downloaded two of my dearest friends in the whole world. Uh, first yeah. up, it's the artist for all of the beautiful things you look at with our podcasts. It's Sun Sanders. It's Paul. Hi, Paul. I love you. Hello. Let's let's get right into this. <laughs> pa Paul's, Paul's been a bit nervous and would oh, like dear. this to be over with. <laughs> uh, and also joining us is Hunter's roommate and my former roommate and longtime, I don't know. Frenemy. What are, it's called frenemy? a frenemy. My frenemy. Yeah. It's called a frenemy. Uh, yeah. It's Sean O'Connor. Hello, Sean. Hello. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, uh, I love you as well. Uh, so why are Sean and Paul... <laughs> why are Sean and Paul on today's episode, Hunter? What's going on? Um, here's why. Because if we did a Skyrim episode with just me and you, I'd, uh, I would... Uh, <laughs> die. I'd die. So we needed help um, because otherwise it would just uh, be me ragging on a game that, by the way... Everyone likes and hates at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's this the game, worst. It's impossible to have a hot take on this game. Yep. Everybody hates it and everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. And as a hater, mm -hmm. I feel like my point of view is naturally inferior to people that love it. That's yeah. just a fact. If mm -hmm. there are two groups of people, hate and love, and I'm hate, then I'm out. <laughs> and so that, that's why we've drafted uh, two people, because I'm full of love only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, t today it's Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, the fifth entry in the Elder Scrolls series from Bethesda Softworks. Uh, it's that old Todd Howard game where he walks out in his leather jacket and he's like, I, mm. I'll, I'll do anything you want, man. I'll put Patrick Stewart in a video game. I'll put I'll put anybody in this dang thing. Anything you want. Christopher like Plummer. Stewart, let's or, go. Yeah. 
Okay, sure, sure. Everyone Anything you want, like clamoring, instance, Patrick Stewart, Sean Bean, whoever you know, <laughs> all, any of these can be included. I'm I didn't Todd know Howard. Sean Bean was in Oblivion. Yeah, because they kind of hide it from you. I don't know if you know that, but yeah. they they sort of like they don't really advertise that aspect of it, and yeah. and I I don't really understand why. Did they think that because he played Boromir, people didn't like? him the actor <laughs> that people took it that seriously i think that like, guy's yeah, had that, guy's that kind experience of his whole life you know he had to be 006 and nobody likes that like every, yeah he's always nobody likes bad guy sean bean uh, yeah. always getting murdered in yep. the movies he's had to he's had to role play dead boy yeah many yeah. times for cash it seems like El uh, elder scrolls is just obsessed with sean bean because of course oblivion's thing was coming hot off the heels of the lord of the rings movies it very much <sighs> yeah. stylistically uh, pulled itself off of Lord of the Rings, and then Skyrim. Hey, that's just Game of Thrones, and guess what? Sean Bean's there. All right. We oh did. yeah, you're right. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. They should have just got Sean Bean again. Yeah. Like, why not? Just, just more Sean. play another damn character. Who cares? <laughs> Instead, this time they. This time it's funny that you led with the celebrity stuff. There are no celebrities in Skyrim. That that's they they cut that part of the budget, and then we're just give that money directly to Sean. No, to have, Sean Christopher Plummer is a celebrity. Christopher Linda, Plummer is Linda not a celebrity. Carter. Linda Carter. In Skyrim, she plays the Danger but Prince. Linda Carter is not a celebrity. I'm talking like <laughs> she was Wonder Woman. Okay? Yeah. she was the we Wonder got, Woman. We got Patrick Stewart last time. That's a yeah. capital A actor, y'all. It's, it's like true. Who's the other main one? Oh, Maxman sit out. Yeah, we're pulling. We're pulling from weird areas for we're, Skyrim. Yeah, huh? we're we're dealing from the bottom of the deck on Skyrim. <laughs> all right, as far as celebs go, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Uh, but this is a game that Sean, you introduced me to this series. You were the first person I knew that played an Elder Scrolls game. You played Morrowind on the original Xbox, and you were flipping obsessed with it, is how I would categorize that in a healthy way. Sort of. I mean, Paul read all the books. I did. In game. Read Paul read every book in Morrowind. I had a room in Morrowind. Wait, did you really read every book? <laughs> yes, me and Sean had a save file where I would... What was, the, what was that first city you go into? Um... Ball, was it Balmara? I think, Balmara? So. I think oh, it might have been Balmara. I killed the shopkeep in that and then just filled the shop full of books and I read every single one of them. <laughs> it my so that's what today's library. episode is going to be like. It's going to yeah, be I'm this sorry, kind of thing. I, whoa, whoa, wait. This is, like a, this is an episode it. for weird Elder Scrolls perverts, okay? So everyone just get ready for that. Please. Right, and, and you three are the perverts and I'm just a normal human being here <laughs> yeah, to witness. We're, um, on, we're on trial and, you know... <laughs> No, no, you're, you're not on trial. I listen to I'm in show. your, I'm in your social hang right now. <laughs> We've trapped Hunter in our basement, and we're just telling him about our our thing we like. Hey, I'm happy to be here. I yeah. will say this. I like Elder Scrolls the best. Can I tell you about my Dovahkin? <laughs> Please tell me about your Dovahkin, because what I'm trying to say is that Elder Scrolls is best to me when I'm just listening to you three talk about it, uh -huh. and in no other circumstance have I enjoyed it. I yeah, also I like it. Say. Although I haven't played Morrowind at all. You should keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all played Morrowind together. I've still never played much of Morrowind. I've tried to play the, like, you can do the Morrowind overhaul mod, which is incredible mm. uh, and is always getting better. And I've started that a few times and never beaten it. But then Oblivion is the one that hooked me. Uh, Sean and I were living together in college and Oblivion had been out for a while even. I wasn't like hot on Oblivion. Y'all were, y'all got Oblivion more or less like when it came out. But in college, I played a lot of it because I became obsessed with its very weird, 
leveling structure. I had an Excel document where I would keep track of what I was leveling at what time because it was very specific how you needed to level that game. It was very optimal if you wanted to min-max it in that way, and I did. Yeah, I think that was the first time I saw you do that with anything. (laughs) Spreadsheet my life away. Was that actually the first time for you? Yeah, it would. Yeah, well, it was like the first major first like time. spreadsheet project I uh, I like did as a as a youth was yeah ma- making that thing work so that I could input everything I had leveled up. Oh, I did I did four thousand jumps. Time to mark my acrobats one point so that I know when I'm allowed to go to bed because you can't go to bed until you've leveled up ten abilities. <laughs> Oblivion's Why? weird, man. Why? I can't. I, we'll, someday we'll do Oblivion and I'll explain it. But like the whole thing with Oblivion is you can get into late game stuff and uh not be able to kill anything because you're you actually have underleveled yourself and there's no way to fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. So I became obsessed with making sure I was perfect. I wanted my character to be perfect and I would reload saves if I messed up the wrong uh, level. Like if you thing. jumped one too many times, if you did yeah. like 4001 jumps, the, you'd have the, to be like the well, idea we is you out. have to you have to spread which t- like every skill is under like a tree right like the- these are this kind of skill and these are this kind of skill and if you uh you- when you level up enough of a certain level uh skill that contributes to that attribute being able to be leveled up uh so if you focus too hard on one attribute you only put in enough points then within that set of 10 it's organized by tens and uh Basically, the crazy thing is you can you can like only actually assign five points when normally you could assign 15 points to stuff. And so then as you keep doing that, going up and up and level, by the time you get to like level 50, you ha- don't have nearly enough attributes for some of the late game, like craziest stuff in the game. Wow, that's messed up and sounds really dumb. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's. so what happens when Skyrim comes out for the three of you? Skyrim, Sean and I... Uh, live together in a dorm room and Paul lives down the hall and this is peak, wow, perfect down peak, one, one uh, floor down the hall one floor and around the around the corner oh, wait, hold up hold up before we get to Skyrim I think it would help the listeners if we established what a super bed is first mm. because I'm <laughs> yeah, just what is a super do some bed vocab, some yeah yeah, yeah they're gonna need to know about super beds so yeah. what's a super bed go ahead Sean a super bed is where there's a bed for your entire living room (laughs) and you get (laughs) all of your friends who live in the dorm or nearby to bring each their own mattress because in college usually you have that standard issue twin twin size mattress mattress. (laughs) xl and everybody is issued one was not an xl Well, they say XL, but they're like... It was one of the smallest beds I've ever slept on. I'm also big for... <laughs> I will say like, my feet was, did stick off the end every night. They dangled so far. They dangled so far. Off the end of it. You're, both, you're both tall people, so yeah. it is actually the, the image of just either of you on a small little kid bed is uh, pretty hilarious. That's why we yeah. love super Which bed. is why you needed to make a super bed. Yeah. yeah. A super yeah. bed is required. So now you end up with something close to 10 or 15 mattresses in your living room. Uh, in early years, this was usually just, a finals week thing too. It was a finals week thing. It yeah. was, it was. We all are kind of getting up at random hours to go do our finals, but then the rest of the week is like not a very. We're not doing anything, so let's all just hang out and cook. You meals know what's and funny about Superbed is if, as an adult, if you invite me to a party and tell me to bring a mattress because yeah. there's going to be a bunch of mattresses on the floor, that's a different vibe. Yeah, than <laughs> this very like. 
specifically friends heartwarming. Yeah, you need to bring a mattress. You need to bring your bucket and about four (laughs) pairs of uh, nylon gloves. You're going to need gloves. You're going to need a surgical mask, uh, a fun hat, and... I'll, uh, hey, your own shower, okay? <laughs> Bring your own shower, please. Portable shower. <laughs> uh, so the best super bed we ever had was a three-tiered bed. P- we had people also bring over their bed frames, which you could connect together. And Jesus. We, we built a large structure in our living room that existed There was a for couch a in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah, in the middle of the bed was a couch. Uh, so the second best super bed we ever had was not the most super of beds because there were only three beds but it, but it have was a lot sean tvs it had the most tvs the of most. any super bed <laughs> sean paul and i went to the midnight release of skyrim got Ooh, it on sean three paul separate to the release of skyrim sean paul is gonna do some, some <laughs> skyrim sean paul at skyrim okay it was a big year 2011 <laughs> baby <laughs> Uh, and we all had it on different platforms, I believe. Yeah. I had it on PC. PlayStation Sean had 3. it on Xbox. And Paul had it on, on PlayStation 3, which is crazy. That's hilarious. So we were literally testing. We, we, we know everything about this game because we know it on all you of its launch platforms. I know. Like, hey, we we're doing way. an experiment. <laughs> And we no, part- they already knew by we- then, I'm sure. They were like, well, well, we're sorry to the one on the PS3 is what yeah. they would have said. Yeah. Sorry, Paul. Well, I, I think I think if I remember correctly, you had the hardest time on the PC installing it. Sean, yeah, you got my, it I was like an hour going. behind y'all. Yeah, Sean got it up right away. And then, yeah, it took me a hot minute to get it going. I was way behind. We were three beds on the floor and we didn't leave that room for the entire weekend. It was like 48 hours and I clocked 36 hours of Skyrim in that in Jesus. that two-day period. Yeah. We literally Skyrimmed, slept, woke up, Skyrimmed, <laughs> and then went to school the next day. Like it, That was the entire weekend. I beat the entire main storyline in 24 hours. Like I have a screenshot somewhere of I've just finished it. It's been 24 hours. It's been about... 29 hours since the game came out and i have now beaten it so uh do i win do i win the race that was my thing but we my other favorite thing about this weekend is all three of us played this in very specific ways that i think identify parts of our personalities mm-hmm. because i beelined it for the story like i i did i, I right. have a checklist and you I made it going, work i made it work you could make it work you could make you made it work you were like this has got to be work yeah okay yeah. not fun so I worked all weekend. Paul, what was your uh, opening weekend experience? Adventure. Sword, shield, <laughs> axe, going, killing everything I possibly could, diving into any hole, you, loot. You say that. You were, you, that, <laughs> that is true. And diving into holes. But That's also, hole. I will say this. I, I beeline for storyline. You min max. You were the first one to figure out the iron dagger glitch. Oh yes! Essentially, you figured out an iron dagger glitch within like eight hours, and you were like, "Wait, I can get to max level blacksmithing Smithing. if I just sit here." And and so you were delving for just the resources to build about four thousand iron daggers so that you could max yourself out very very quickly. I think within the wow. first forty eight hours, I had a suit of dragon mail, like a full suit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't. And then there's Sean. Sean, will you describe how you play Skyrim the Open? <laughs> how you just how you play all these games? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not that strange. <laughs> no, I mean magic, baby. Magic, it's all about baby. that magic. Conjuration. Yeah. I want to get the monsters. I'm collecting monsters like Pokemans. Like Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And you don't. I don't know that I've. I know you know plenty of like Oblivion quests and I know you do some Skyrim quests, but I've never seen you do a quest. I've just seen you pick 
every plant in in range of you at all moments. You just go from plant oh, to no plant to plant. Run. Just going. Just getting all collectors. Just getting items. And uh, you are the most um, like pick a direction and walk in it player i feel like of the of the three of us that there's no guiding principle for you it's just like oh that mountain i'll go to there now and that's you, how and i that wish i would play this yeah. game it's i can't i i just can't like i'll i'll get like annoyed and i'll be like all right i guess i should go do something yeah. the only time i actually have fun is when i walk into some situation and i'm like whoa this is weird and that moment where i'm like whoa this is weird that's where the I think that's where the fun is happening. Actually, yeah, yeah. sometimes I, that's my theory. <laughs> Hunter, describe what, what? So, what's your experience with Skyrim? I mean, you've played I got it. it. On, uh, I want I want to talk about it back in the day because everybody's getting to talk about their back in the day. Experience. Yeah, yeah, please do. I got it on PS3, like Paul. Whoops. Um, I think I, if I remember correctly, though, Paul, you had an easier time with it than I did because I immediately ran into like game. I breaking. never had any issues. You never had any issues. I never Don't had, tell I me I never that. had any issues. I think I had one save file that messed up, but beyond that, yeah. nope. Todd Howard, I, I mean, I play all his games, so he blessed me. He was like, oh, you like Fallout 3? Cool. <laughs> That's the ticket. The secret, Hunter, is you don't pay homage to Todd Howard yeah, yeah. enough. If you just wow. do that, I'm the just, games just work. You basically, I'm not pious enough yeah. to Todd, <laughs> so I don't get to be blessed with a game that works. No, I, I for the first year, for the first year of Skyrim, uh, I on the PS3, I had this save file glitch where it was essentially like, I could play the game for, it was a, a, around like, I think an hour and a half. And then my saves would, would glitch. Mm -hmm. So I could play the game and I had to play the intro every single time. Cause you still gotta play the intro yeah. every single time. We're talking about a game that's been out for over 10 years. And you still got to play that damn intro. Yeah. Um, but I'd have to play through the intro, and then I could, and then you know, after that, intro is about twenty minutes, and I would have an hour ten, and then the save file glitches, and then you're just wow. done. And so I, I, and I actually experienced a lot of the game that way. Yeah. But. I have never, between Sean, Paul, and I, we probably have like two thousand hours of Bethesda game Easy. experience, maybe more. I don't know, but. I've never seen a person have more technical issues with Bethesda games than Hunter Donaldson. Mm -hmm. it, you oh, are yeah. cursed. You are cursed. And I know mm -hmm. that these games are buggy. I'm not denying that these games yeah, come yeah. with lots of bugs. But you hit every single one of them. It's every stoplight Hunter has yeah, to yeah. stop. You you never every, make it through the yellow. I don't I don't know time. what it is. I remember I uh, early on in this project, Matt, I was yeah. like, I got to stream New Vegas. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was, I mean, I, I want to play New Vegas, but it was because I just, I needed you to see it. Yeah. And it did and, and that you know, all it takes is about an hour, maybe two hours. And then something happens, something yeah. that just breaks open the whole game and all the little, all the little bugs fall out of it. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, what? No, it was dead before we got here. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. like, that's every Bethesda game to me, but that's boring. Uh, <laughs> talk more about, talk more about how much you love this game and how much it made your relationship. Do you guys remember the first time you watched, you like played through the the opening, how that was? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that game was being hyped up like crazy. Well, because this was also when Bethesda was maybe seemingly still cool, right? Oblivion was a pretty decent success, but it wasn't like huge. But Skyrim is like what made Bethesda like this crazy money horse, this money laundering horse. Uh, yeah, and money horse. So at the launch of Skyrim, it just felt like this cool thing that was like finally our our big release yeah. and so yeah i was fully bought into the 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 like 
scope of it and the bigness of everything. I mean, the 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 first dragon crashing it. It was I don't know. I was so into all of the tech and the environment and all of it. I was definitely completely inoculated. My face was six inches from the screen. I was staring right yeah. at the screen and looking around while I was in the back of that wagon, being like, "Oh." My God, yeah. I've made it. Finally, I'm in a fantasy world. It felt so perfect. I remember being actually a little bit annoyed because this is the dumbest thing to be annoyed about. Oh, yeah. I was on go. I was on my relatively new PC at the time. Like, I had just built this PC. It was basically built for Skyrim. That wasn't the intent, but it was ready just before Skyrim. And so launch Skyrim ran like a breeze on my computer after it installed. Like we said, it took me a while to install it, but I quickly outpaced these two because my load times were so, so fast. fast. I didn't even, you know how the loading screen is like, here's a little object and you can turn it around mm-hmm. really slowly. I wanted to look at those objects and my loading time would, would go so fast. I never even got to look at the objects. So I would like, I would look over at Sean and Paul's screens during their much much sometimes much longer loading times but it was like i don't care i want to i want to inspect this little item there's dumb things like that where it's like i'm just in the camp of it from the get-go because i like looking at all the little things they just give you the option to look at every single item in bethesda games and that's like the appeal even if it doesn't make any sense why that would be appealing i just i like to grab the thing and turn it over and look at every single thing the, the you like a, to touch the stuff i yeah. like to touch they, all the 3d assets they put the stuff in there and you can touch it and that's yeah. fun uh i want to know so so obviously the hype for this was i mean gargantu large like as big as it possibly could be yeah uh is this any uh, as three people that have played a lot of elder scrolls is this anyone's favorite no. skyrim it's mine i uh, we, okay. i was i was holding on to this comment that matt made uh, a while back he said it's it's not gonna be anyone's favorite elder scrolls by any means and i sat <laughs> and, like i really thought it through up until this um recording and i love morrowind but i could never uh-huh. play it now uh, it's just, it's just, yeah. it's hard. And Oblivion, which is ironic because I fundamentally love like the story and kind of the world of Oblivion, mm. but the leveling mm-hmm. system and the way it looks, everyone's really fat, greasy Dumb, faces. Face. I hate so much. <laughs> and so the perfect in between is like, well, Skyrim isn't beautiful. As someone who uh, enjoys bright aesthetics, just a base beige gray over everything is yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, but. You pick up any weapon you want, and you can just run around and level up with it. You do whatever you want in that yeah. game. It's yeah. pure freedom. It's free. Yeah. It is it is very free. It's there. There's a lot of freedom. I, I, I like that. I actually feel like if I was an Elder Scrolls guy, Skyrim actually would be my favorite. Yeah. Um, because I like the way that it prioritizes, like, the player just has all these options. The player can just do whatever they want. Um, you don't really have a character. You sort of have a character, but yeah, it's but mostly not. about what you want to do. Yeah. That's the, the character is you. It's as if you are wearing a stupid hat or whatever and walking around in this world. A That's a thing I feel like we used to sort of yeah, helm, talk yes. about a lot is like that the story of these games sucks. And I'm just like, uh, sure, but that's really not why I'm showing up. Like, I like to read the books. I don't think they're amazingly ri- i mean we just did like there there's obviously things like disco elysium exist where it's like hey that's actually good writing and skyrim is just like video gamey stuff um but it's it's the mechanical nature of these games that i get into the hook of elder scrolls the whole thing that is intended to separate it from other rpgs is the idea that in an elder scrolls game you level up by doing you never kill a monster and gain xp 
right. you gain XP in your sword skill every time you hit something with your sword. And every right. time you jump in Oblivion, you gain a little tick towards leveling up in acrobatics. And every time somebody hits you in yeah. the back with a sword, your armor gets stronger. Yeah, yeah. So your it makes armor sense. gets better. It's You're just, right. Your it's armor gets better because you got hit. I got I got really serious it, about having a shield up and like blocking and parrying and stuff. Even though those mecha ooh, those yeah. mechanics, I mean blocking is in it, but parrying, there's no parry system. But like yeah. I would ooh, I good would make combat. one myself. You know, yeah. in my head. Wait, so so are we talking are we talking do we have three people on the show right now that are Elder Scrolls fans? And I think I, I it sounds like Sean is a mage, and it sounds like Paul is a warrior. Fighter. Yeah. Matt, did you play as the thief? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. he was bow and wow, arrows. That's hilarious. Sneaky, sneaky archer. That's me. I'm stealth the sneaky archer. archer. Matt was yeah, the first one archer. to get the stealth zoom in, where you could like pull back the bow yeah. and zoom in. I was. I remember being so. And slow down time. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was very mm -hmm. cool. I played as my cat for that game. Uh, I was Pat the cat. I was a you played as Pat. That's oh, yeah. wonderful. How about that? <laughs> Pat the uh, cat. How about that? <laughs> uh, so yeah, we all three. I mean, we literally did do all all of the various experiences you can have with Skyrim in one weekend: a thief, a warrior, a mage, the three different systems, the three different styles of playing the game. Yeah, and well, and also um, it sounds like you each. So like, Matt is Oblivion, Paul yes. is Skyrim, and Sean is Morrowind. Right? Am I right in yeah, saying that? Say Daggerfell. Yeah. Oh, Daggerfell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Everybody's. Yeah, Daggerfell. Nobody hey, root for one play and two. Daggerfell. You totally can play playable. it for free now. You can play it for free. Yeah. 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 Totally playable. Not yeah. weird at all. Easy to understand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. Not completely just uh, drowned in its own mechanical. You know, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. I, I bet you, I bet you it's at least weirder. Which is intriguing to me. Oh, I you know doubt I mean? it's weirder than Morrowind. Morrowind's pretty yeah, weird. Morrowind's pretty strange. weird. I bet Daggerfall is is weird just because it's not not necessarily like intentionally weird. Yeah. But I just bet the experience of playing that game is is yeah. just weird as heck. I mean, it's so in it's so like incohesive because you're just it's just all randomly generated crap. Like it's yeah. How literally... are they able to? Yeah, they they were barely pulling this together at all. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I, Sean, I want I want to hear a bit more about why Morrowind is your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Why is Morrowind so great? What's good about it? Uh, Morrowind just feels really different than a lot of other fantasy. I I think mm -hmm. whenever I played it, I had never, I had never before encountered a game that really transported me via the lore and felt like something that I hadn't really encountered before, and. Uh, it kind of in the same way that Matt was describing the mechanic being like, like you jump and you get this is that Morrowind, there really was no like limit to anything you could do. You oh, could yeah, go that's anywhere. The thing too. Morrowind, you could do anything. That's the other reason Morrowind's the weirdest because Morrowind, you can get your speed up to like level 500 <laughs> and fly across the island, basically. <laughs> the, um, but, but you can just play the game long enough to open up console you, commands, basically. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You could. The, well, I just like, I remember the first time, I think that when I was like truly hooked on that game was whenever I first, I was like wandering around and I was like trying to find everything. There's no fast travel. You can, I mean, you can pay for travel. That's like the only way uh -huh. or you can use the spells. Um, and I remember when I first like went to one of the giant uh, mage towers, the like Telvanni towers. Yes. Yeah. And I went in and they were like, you got to be like one of us or you got to be like a powerful wizard to get around here and you go in 
and you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then you like walk in and you're like, why is this tower? It's like the size of a hut. There's like nothing in here. And then you like look up and there's just a tunnel and you're like, what, how do I, how do I, (laughs) I can't do that. Yeah. And you have to go find how to cast levitation and levitation is super hard to cast. And so you have to actually level up to the point where you're good enough to use that spell. And then you can actually tap into that part of the game. Yeah. I like that. I, 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 I like the idea that that this is that Morrowind is a game that maybe just says like I don't know screw you figure out yeah. how to do it or or I don't yes. know you need you need you're not going to be able to do everything like right. cutting the player off from certain aspects it really is the opposite philosophy of what we were talking about with Skyrim yeah, it is it's not yeah. necessarily about player freedom this is why like diehard old school Elder Scrolls people they just like every game less and less mm-hmm. and and Bethesda is like it's like Bethesda and I don't know I guess Bioware are like the poster children for RPGs that just become not you know get get muddier and muddier with every single iteration because Morrowind is like actually taking some real swings I think Morrowind would eventually be my favorite um if I could beat it but maybe that's what we'll make it I mean I always do this thing with Morrowind where I instantly uh console command up my uh a like attack skills because the one thing with Morrowind is it's still in the days of chance to hit. Yeah. And so you start with like level 10 blade. And so you swing your sword and for every 10 times you swing your sword, you maybe hit the thing you're physically hitting once. So there's like a whole, there's a whole disconnect of like the more you do things that you'll level up and it's like, but I'm doing it and the game isn't letting me do it because of this dumb chance to hit things. So oblivion is the game that fixes that, which is why maybe oblivion sticks with me as having some of the weirdness of Morrowind, but really not very much. Oblivion is a very cut and dry fantasy setting. I've always wanted Skyrim's mechanics of how just interacting with the world, but in Morrowind. Because Morrowind, I could listen to Sean talk about Vardenfall and all these places in Morrowind forever, and I have. Because Sean was actually the first person to show me Elder Scrolls. I mean, yeah, yeah. And Wow. All comes from me. Trickles oh. down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the other thing too with Elder Scrolls games. Then is like these things are designed very specifically with modding communities in mind. Like they are made for modders. It's why people hate the tool set is because it's intended to be like an easy use modding thing. And that's maybe fallen off the rails over over time. But like Morrowind and Oblivion, that kind of holds true. And then Skyrim, it's like we're still holding on to this weird moddable thing. But it's I don't know if it's worth all the glitches anymore or whatever but uh like that the best example of that is i mean it's been going on for 11 years now but there's that group that is trying to port all of morrowind into skyrim it's called the skywind project Mm -hmm. and it's i mean i i don't care that it's going to take them forever it's a bunch of independent people uh literally adding voice acting and all this like adding every single thing they would need to add to the game uh and that'll probably be how I play Morrowind at some point. I mean, I want to also play real Morrowind, but I'm with Paul here. I would love to just have the sort of ease of onboarding of Skyrim, yeah. but with the actual fanciful, unique lore and setting of No Morrowind. fast that's, travel. That's like the best of everything. Yeah, and no fast travel. Yeah, cut out all the the, the all that quality of the life stuff that you, doesn't add anything. Yeah, the adventure you get from walking around Morrowind is so much fun because you're like, well, I, I can't, I have to walk there or buy, like yeah. buy travel to get there. And Skyrim, yeah. you can't. It's not that big, honestly, anyways. No. I mean, it's really not that big of a world at that point. The, the, but you can the, get in Open anywhere. world games, yeah. Open world games have really ballooned in recent years, which is why fast travel becomes like even more needed. But I feel like we're finally hitting kind of a, 
uh, recoil on that theory of like people are now starting to make a lot more vertical open worlds rather than just these huge wide open expanses. Although I don't yeah, know, yeah. Elden Ring you is ever heard massive. Of you ever heard of New York City, baby? That one's in <laughs> video games a little bit, and uh, it's pretty vertical whenever I'm zipping around as Spider-Man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't really need fast travel if I am Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, that's as fast as travel as I need. Is that's the fastest the travel there is, all right? Yeah, it's Spider-Man travel. Everybody complained about Red Dead 2 being, like, too big. They should have just let you play as Spider-Man, yeah, to be easy. honest. It should have just been... Easier. Red Dead Spider-Man 2. Swinging like, off of clouds, just go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lasso a cloud. It's lassoing. They can make a be, you know, Spider Cowboy or Spider oh, Boy. Oh, man. Then, can you imagine you know, if they let you play as Pecos Bill? <laughs> <laughs> nope, couldn't. Never would have dreamed of imagining <laughs> Yeah, that. how could, yeah, I don't know. Hard to imagine, Sean. <laughs> she lasso up a tornado, boy. <laughs> So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the lore of uh Oh, yeah, Skyrim. here we go. All right, everybody put your crazy hats no, on. No. <laughs> let's hear it. Well, okay, here's, here's what I actually want to say is the actual best, if you're into lore, the best Skyrim game is one you don't have to play. It's just called UESP.net, and it will solve mm -hmm. every problem it's you've ever free. had. It's, it's free. free game. It's the best Wikipedia that's ever existed. Don't ever Whoa. go. Don't ever go to those fandom sites or whatever the like weird other. If you want to do like if you want a guided experience for any Elder Scrolls thing, UESP, the unofficial Elder Scrolls page uh, .net is it's the greatest website, man. And that's where Paul and I would just hunker down and read even more books and not even books sometimes just articles just the stuff in there like i want to read about this character there's no book about it but i'm going to read someone else's telling of the everything about this one character in this place the wolf queen the wolf queen i'm just gonna read all about the the wolf queen for four hours uh and and really just drown myself in it that's i i love that website and it is literally always open when i'm playing any elder scrolls game mm -hmm. yeah that you know, I've thought about this a lot lately because it's been a while that we've had Skyrim on the agenda and I've been trying to think about what I like about it. Yeah. And I've been I've been straining mm -hmm. to like pick something that I like. And I have decided actually in a surprise twist that what I like about it most is the lore that y'all have told me about. Yeah. <laughs> But I will not, not read, read books yeah. in a game. Right. <laughs> and I won't even get on a wiki, to be honest. But the stuff y'all have told me, and the idea of a game that has lore that goes so deep yeah. that you can sort of already know everything about everything before you even go there. Almost yeah. like you're traveling to a foreign country and, you, and you've read the guide, yeah. the travel guide or whatever. Uh, I think that is fascinating. I think it's fascinating that, that there are these long, big arcs that like you might not feel from playing the game, but do... I don't know how much they exist. I just have to take Matt's word on it. But th that they're that maybe they do exist. Like yeah. that's cool. That's cool stuff. I just am not the right, right. person to experience it. Is well, really the problem. It has its benefit of it's actually been a series that has been around for a very long time, and the people that write the lore for Elder Scrolls have been writing in this universe for mm -hmm. a crazy amount of time. I mean, it's you know thirty years or whatever of right. of them writing for this one thing, and they're always adding to it. So it's just a cool thing of you get to have lore that exists, but you get to have a lot of unreliable narrators too. So from game to game, you can read a book about an incident you already knew about 
but it's a different it's a very completely different telling of that incident or even better the what skyrim introduces because here's Here's the setting of Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're not, we we're not into it yet. Come on, do it, do it. I want to do it. Games right, one, right. games one through four are in one sort of consistent chronology. Like it's just each game sort of feeds into the next one. It's all about the life of Uriel Septim the seventh, and uh, every game you you bounce off of things. And El Oblivion opens with the death of that character, so that the fourth game is like the finale to that whole arc. And Skyrim is a 200 plus year jump. And that is cool because now Skyrim gets to have old ragged books laying around that are about events from Morrowind and Oblivion told historically. And you're like, that was me. Wait, but wait, that's me. I did that. And like, I don't know. There's a there's like a special magic to Skyrim doing that time jump for Elder Scrolls fans to like see how all of these things have evolved and, mm -hmm. and especially things that you took for granted in oblivion um things like knowing um uh, what's the what's the whole main storyline is revolved in skyrim around they've outlawed the worship of who talos talos, talos. so uh i knew it in it you can read about uh, all of that in Oblivion and stuff too. Like that's stuff you can already have had an awareness of. Uriel Septim was a Talos worshiper. Like in Oblivion's era, you can see this stuff existing. And then in Skyrim, it's like, that's all outlawed. I know it's just, it's such a good advancement of that setting because it's something a lot of people have been playing for years and years and years. And I don't know, to see that move forward in such a way is is really satisfying. Well, and what it added in as well is the Aldemary Dominion, which made it even more like yeah. oh this other pe people are the cause of this, this new thing like and right. trying to figure out what it is and then seeing them walk around the world oh man yeah it's good so i think the thing about the game and i think the thing that i find most appealing about it is it sort of is taking the tolkien idea of like an iceberg yeah. of lore and right. the story's taking place at the tip or whatever this is this is not my idea this is something people have used to describe tolkien's writing before so it's like the player is at the tip yep and they're playing but but underneath everything is like this deep mountain of lore yeah what i think i wish it did that tolkien does that that the, that the elder scrolls games don't and i think they they probably don't for smart reasons because like they know like they want everyone to play it you know <laughs> right <laughs> um but what i wish they did is sort of invited me as the player into that more or even maybe require me mm -hmm. to know more about this world because most of the time in the playing of it if you don't know these things mm -hmm. then you're just playing the game without that backdrop but right. the game never really like, never really stops and says like, "Well, wait a minute, do you even know what we're talking about here?" It just, it just plays. It just yeah. goes. It go, the game almost goes down so easy that there's no reason to learn all these things. But then when you hear the backdrop of the whole game, it sounds very interesting. And yeah. I know that, um, you know, Brian David Gilbert famously read every book in Skyrim, and he said like eight of them were good. So right. like. There's eight good books in there. So that's something. <laughs> hey, video games don't have a lot of good writing in it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, well, and th that's where I can, I will fully concede the point. Like, I, I do not think that uh, Elder Scrolls is, like, good writing from the context of... Except uh, volumes one to eight of The Wolf Queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> hey man, the Wolf Queen's really good and people should read it. But no, it's it's not well set up writing, right? You have to just be like interested in reading history as a thing. You know what I mean? It's not set up narratively. It's not narratively Fair. driven. The games are procedurally driven and there's a bunch of writing inside of them. And that's that that is like a easy thing to get hung up on because it's like well it's the the two things aren't introducing you to each other there's no reason for you to actually be interested in reading these books unless you just decided to yeah the yeah. writing unless you just picked the book off the yeah, shelf yeah the writing is like it, i mean i relate it relate it most to like playing a tabletop role playing game and being the gm and having all these notes of what's going on in the background it's like they just put their notes in tiny little books because none of those books are ever what more than five six pages and they're all just like they yeah. written like someone's mm-hmm. notes like someone wrote it on a post-it note and they're like well i should type this up in this font and put it in a book and call it and call it <laughs> volume three you know yeah right yeah yeah i i just i don't know why this is like the one game where the lore hooks me because really most lores, especially none of this is the kind of fantasy writing I even like because Elder Scrolls gets so like inundated with these weird ideas of like the celestial plane and the idea that like Daedric Princes are this thing. Like it gets so caught in the weeds of its own I don't know. I don't know how to put it, but like I like a political. Th- that's why I like Game of Thrones, right? Is there's yeah, not yeah, really you like a grounded political yeah. type fantasy setting, not a you know celestial bodies are ruling yeah. the order <laughs> of what's, things. What's crazy about Elder Scrolls is it's almost like in a Roman god way, where it's like, well, the celestial bodies are also being political, and so then right. it opens up this weird new avenue. They are also of, corrupt in the same yeah. way that human beings are corrupt. Yeah, I mean, the Daedric Princes are just so like... It, it, it is cool that, that it's a game where they came up with nine different versions of Lucifer, right. essentially. <laughs> like, that's cool. Or Loki, or whatever. Yeah. Hunter, I like you, it. I mean, yeah, that's great. Do you know the Do you know the deal with Morrowind? Because it really sounds like you should play Morrowind. Yeah, I wanted to play Morrowind first, but it was going to be a thing where we both would have to like actually spend a lot of time with it, whereas Skyrim was a thing where it's like, I've played enough Skyrim in, for a whole lifetime. Oh, I yeah. Don't, I don't need to play a whole lot yeah. more to oh, yeah, and also like episode. I, I prefer to start with Skyrim, and then eventually we'll have you guys back on for Oblivion, and then uh, finally Morrowind. Um, and then, you know, hopefully... Do we want to talk about Elder Scrolls Six a little bit? Elder we Scrolls will in a Six bit, yeah. Subtitle? Also, hey, real quick, it's just been bugging me. There's 17. I was I was looking it up. I was looking up. There's what? 17. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there 17? Because <laughs> there's there not there 17 in the game. Though. Regents and lords. No, they're all in every game. Yeah. yeah. All, all 17 are in Skyrim. There's not that many. Daedric. <clears throat> Azura, Boethia, Clavicus Vile, Hermius Mora, oh Mercy, Jigalag, Malakath, Mayrune's Dagon, Mephala, Meridia, Moloch Ball, Namira, Nocturnal, Periite, Sanguine, Sheagorath, and You should and put the Pirates Verina. of the Caribbean music back <laughs> sure. in for this. No, yeah. the whole thing there is not every game. In, in each game, you don't have 17 Daedric Prince quests. In each game... Right. There will be certain items that you get, but not every single one of them. I mean, like in Oblivion's case, you didn't have a Shea quest until the entire DLC dedicated. And yeah. the same with like Hermius Mora barely shows up in Skyrim, and then it you go to Hermius Mora's plane of Oblivion for uh, all of uh, the Dragonborn DLC or whatever. Like they they show up in different ways, so they're all just sort of anyway. Sorry, that was a, uh, that was sidetracking. <clears throat> no, that was great. That was great. I mean, I I kind of dozed off there a little bit and uh, <laughs> went into my ha- a different zone. You know, I loaded a different part of my brain map, uh-huh, but uh-huh. yeah, that was very that was great. And that's you know what actually. 
that's that's anytime a fantasy um lore thing throws too many names at me then yeah. that's when you lose me is right there i but mean when you keep it all political yeah. uh i'm into it and that's what i like about the series as playing just like a single character you never play it's weird because actually skyrim turned that on its head in in morrowind and oblivion you don't play as the superhero i mean a morrowind gets mm. weird right there at the end right morrowind you don't know you're the superhero and then all of a sudden <laughs> you are a god uh or whatever but in oblivion you're just a guy you're just this person helping everybody out and and so for skyrim to make it like you are the chosen one was something i always brushed up against i didn't like because i liked being a cog in the machine of the grander adventure. That's why Oblivion like really motivates me is just like, I see the excuse more of getting really distracted with side quests in Oblivion. Skyrim still messes me up the idea that I wouldn't beeline to try to save the world when it's like, right. I, I'm, I'm being called by the gods and by the dragons to do this quest. Anytime a game is like, Hey, it's really important that we save the world. I don't. I can't do open world sidestepping uh, stuff. Let me tell you. Uh, but Oblivion opens that up. A those lot old better. guys at the top of the mountain can wait a very, very long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I They're put, very I old. Put, I put <laughs> probably 70, 80 hours in before I even went to talk to them. I was like, I'm not gonna talk to you. I'm gonna collect wow. all these Daedric artifacts. I'm gonna make a name for myself, and then I'm gonna let you brand. Yeah, me. you're like yeah. the most famous person in the world by the time you actually start trying to help yeah. people out. I mean, that's like. One or two drag yeah. it's not a big deal that's why for me though the best quest or the best moment in skyrim is towards the end of the main storyline you have a bit you sit around a table with all of the leaders of the various holds of all of skyrim and you got to make deals on how to the civil war has been raging this is why it's like a, critical to not just finish the civil war quest right away and then do the main storyline like you need to be doing them like kind of in in concert with each other because this this one moment is like a 45 minute long maybe an hour long section of the game of you just sitting at a table talking to all of these people and divvying up and being like you have to cede control to the empire because the only way the nords are going to allow us to use their thing to catch this dragon is if you see like you you, you are just like drawing new territory lines for the entire country uh in this very long thing and it's like that is that was like the greatest moment to me I'd ever experienced in an Elder Scrolls game because it was so emphasizing the exact thing I love about these games. Yeah, it's being able to kind of change the world as you go. Yeah. I um I think it's fun that was so how long we've we been going here? We've been going about forty five minutes, yeah. something like that. And y'all this 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 trio of lovers of Skyrim. <laughs> I have three people here yeah. love Skyrim. None of them have said anything yeah. about I know the game part. <laughs> the part with the, the game part. It's not, it's not very good. You know, where you like do stuff. I brought it up. I brought it up. Like the combat. It's not. It's not that good of a game. I like it more like a book. I like it as a book. <laughs> I like it as a book. It's a really good audio. Book. You're like three people just hanging out in this virtual world, just like treating well, it like a library. Okay. We always wanted all three of us to here's, be able to be in the same world, and that's why Elder Scrolls Online is such a disappointment. Here's yeah. my pitch to you, Hunter. You have to stop thinking of Skyrim and of maybe all Elder Scrolls games, but especially Skyrim. Skyrim is not an RPG. It has yeah. RPG stuff in it, but it is not an RPG. It is more like Animal Crossing than it is like anything else. Okay. 
Okay, um, and actually, that's a really good point. You just made the Animal Crossing thing. Hold on for two seconds. I have to get us. We have a special guest oh, okay, that's going to be coming onto the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, Give me let's, two seconds. Sure, two seconds. Okay, so I have a special guest, real quick, to address um, a, a different play style of uh, Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to welcome uh, artist uh, Vika Hicks. Come on over, Vika. Oh, Vika, Vika Hicks. Hicks. Hey. Pow, 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 pow. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Going well. How are you? Really good. We were just comparing. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Do you have any thoughts? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. I love Skyrim. Um, it's my, one of my favorite games of all time. I win! We win. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is I start the game right from the beginning, and then the only things I level up are my stealing and my like stealth. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, oh, and, and lock picking. And then I go around the entire world just collecting all the cheese. All the cheese. Uh, Can I tell you about one of Sean and I's old characters we made uh, in college? Uh, Their their name was Sir Pinch's Bottoms. And uh, we just leveled up one-handed combat as much as we can. And we punched every single character in the entire world's butt. (laughs) We just walked around punching butts and getting arrested and escaping from prison and punching more butts. And nothing else. Collecting nothing, doing nothing. We were a naked soldier running around punching butts as, as much as we could he was bald that sounds incredible and yeah. like that's what the game was made for exactly honestly. exactly hunter has to get it out of his head that this is a video game yeah. because it's not it's i mean i mostly a... do botany yeah. <laughs> yeah botany uh love making potions that's really fun too yeah. I, I went straight to Falkreath at the beginning of a game with the intention. I started up, went to Falkreath just to chop wood and just live in the woods and have a house there. Yes. V- Vika, you can actually tell Hunter to leave. You yeah, can sit yeah. down in his we chair and we can just hey, finish Hunter, with Matt's you. saying you need to leave now. Oh. And, uh, I'm replacing you. What? I, you're just going to be... Oh, is that what you want? No, no, that's you what Matt said. <laughs> but are you cool with that? Is no, that, are no, you... no. I want you to... <laughs> Well, uh, Vika, you validated everything I needed to have validated. Uh, so I'm so glad Hunter was able to uh, to bring you on for that. It, that that means a lot to me to to welcome. have that h- held true. <laughs> You're most welcome, Here you go, Hunter. <laughs> welcome back to the stage, Hunter Donaldson. Hi, hi, Hunter. Hello. I just wanted in this Skyrim special episode for there to be at least a portion of the time where all of the people on yeah. the show love Skyrim. Yeah, and I gave that to you. Thank okay. you. That's a gift. Yeah. It's a real yeah. gift. Uh, but Hunter, you're not wrong. It's a bad video game. Like it is. It, it's yeah. straight up and down. Is it's it's poorly constructed. The combat is not good. <laughs> I, I just do stealth archery because it's the easiest way to get through I, stuff. That's how I feel now too. Is like yeah. you may as well be a stealth archer, yeah. so you can just like kind of take the combat mechanics and, and then delete. And mace and shield yes. is so right. good. I just want to and or shield and magic. Yeah, or, it, or it's sword and magic. It's, it's fine. I mean, come on, <laughs> shield and magic. Man, okay. Well, that's that's something too that they they took from us though in Skyrim because they're trying to be more and more like open to all gamers. But in Oblivion and and prior, you actually had the sense of classes, mm. and I thought the classes in Elder Scrolls games were like incredibly distinct. And Sean and I still like when we talk about our characters we're playing, we still define them in like spell sword, the class terms of old. Yeah, it's like no, this is a spell sword. This is my battle mage, but that means a very specific thing uh, for us, and I I miss that. 
I, that is some of the dumbing I down. I didn't mind it. I like the fact that I I like the fact that you could create your own character and then call them whatever you wanted because you played in that played style. It wasn't yeah. like they didn't create out of a box. So here's a battle mage and here's all the things you're good at. It was like right, right, and and how different how different are the classes in Oblivion no. really at the end of the day? Right, they're not. They're well depends on how weird you want to get with the leveling system. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, that's true. I but, don't in Morrowind the they were quite different. Yeah, because yeah, you like literally you... couldn't hit stuff with a dagger, or yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have the option of using some items because you haven't leveled that up or whatever. Also, they that's had very... spells yeah. like sanctuary. Yeah, <laughs> and you just have to figure out what that means. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Can so do do we have a quick minute? A quick minute here before we rank for me uh-huh, to uh-huh. Uh, to let you to invite you to a cult. Can I invite you to the cult of Todd Howard? Oh God. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So Let's do it. <clears throat> I just have to get I have to get this out there and off my chest. The thing that I engage with the most with Elder Scrolls games is and and I have to recognize here at the front end, Bethesda is proving themselves to be a bad company. There's there's more reports recently of of their bad management and and crunch and all the things we hate about these mega conglomerate video game companies, right? They yeah. they do they do bad stuff. So I recognize all of that and I I don't like it and i have not been buying new like releases of their games for for quite a while and it, it's very easy uh, conflicting to do when they it's don't easy to do when they, any just, games. They, they don't release any games for years at a time but uh it's it's very conflicting because they used to be seemingly a, a good small team as as many video game teams were or whatever but i i have my pitch of what the next few elder scrolls games are going to be and so allow me to take you. Okay, so go. Well, I just want to warn yeah. the audience. Sit down. <laughs> it's not, it's really not that involved. But the thing about it is it, this is a company where inside the company, seemingly, they're all very interested in a lot of the same mechanical growth. And that is the main crux of the growth of the series is like mechanics first. There was a game jam in something like 2012, 2013, shortly after uh Skyrim's release but before the first DLC came out where they showed a bunch of this the random mechanics that people in their offices had worked up and it was stuff like court like the the old staves that you could use in Morrow and someone like rigged those as things adding stuff like from old games that they wanted to see in Skyrim mm-hmm. but uh, among that shortlist was things that you see get introduced into some of the DLC right as right. obviously any game jam would stuff like building houses stuff like uh riding dragons little things that got introduced but those same game jam things like that has now become the core philosophy of Elder Scrolls games. With every game they release, their Fallout 4 is all about base building. Fallout 76 is all about mobile base building. Like you you have your thing <laughs> that you you put yeah, out yeah. on the go or whatever. Like they 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 are so much more invested in this mechanic, this yeah, idea. You can, you can chart the mechanical evolution of their games from from yeah. game to game. And that goes as far back, honestly. I mean, Morrowind, you can like buy houses and they just sort of exist. Oblivion, you can buy houses and then add stuff to them, but they're like set in stone houses. And that is it true again in Skyrim, but then they eventually introduce the thing of like, no, you can also just full on build a build house. a house, yeah, so, and then build a room in that house to put only cheese in to it, put all the cheese. Right? In. That's so <laughs> possibility too. So or books. <laughs> So that's all this game is about is just is like put, building a having house a room, and then putting but no, all your seriously. stuff in it. Again, yeah. like Animal Crossing, what right. is Animal Crossing about? Have right. a house to put Animal all your Crossing crap is in. just that. Yeah. And and then going to visit Joe Biden's island. Yeah. I mean, that's all you've got. <laughs> that's I mean, that's all Skyrim was missing. 
Hey, yeah, if Joe Biden Joe had been Biden's president silent. when Skyrim was new, there would have been a there would have been a Joe Biden uh, is all the dragons mod or something. I yeah, yeah. Uh, so the idea though is this is their sense of what their games are now. They're they're drifting further and further and further from role playing games, and they're drifting more and more into these life sim things. So sure. I purport that there will be. Two more Elder Scrolls games before Todd Howard dies or retires <laughs> is the main mm-hmm. the main crux of this. I could make room for a third, but seeing their trajectory at this point and how long it takes them to get games out, you got two. You got two more games. Because Elder Scrolls, hey everyone, Elder Scrolls is a six is not coming out until like 2030. That's my call. Tw- 2030 right. is when You're you get Elder 2030. Scrolls. Yeah. yeah, I... Uh, before the we started recording, we were talking to Sean about this. And Sean, you said something interesting about about whether you would play Elder Scrolls 6 or not. Yeah, I, I won't be playing Elder Scrolls 6 because I will and, be and- 40 when it comes <laughs> out. So that's not a respectable... For me, this is a personal feeling, but for me personally, I'll not be playing video games anymore at that point in my life. So, so because of the oncoming... 40 age of 40 because the slow march of time is what it continues. is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Never but i will say if they make it this new ver- version if they make it more like a book than the other ones have been yeah. then maybe it's got a shot because it's not really yeah. a video yeah. game it's a video book yeah, if you can just read a book video book well so yeah. the idea here is my prediction for elder scrolls 6 is based off of the footage we've seen it's going to take place back in the coast of Daggerfall, which we haven't seen since the second game. And Elder Scrolls does not like to repeat places. Here's 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 my uh, pet peeve is people who say they should do another game in Morrowind or they should do a game in Akavir, which is like not the main is not part of Tamriel. Right. I hate that because that's not what Elder Scrolls is about. Elder Scrolls is in this is in this one continent and yeah. they haven't even explored that whole continent. Why would they revisit right, would or they go, go somewhere, somewhere completely else? new when they haven't even finished the job? So, I don't understand how people know where the next game is set already. Can you explain that to me? So, there, I mean, there's been that one singular teaser. So it's um, all just based yeah. off that. It's all based off that and... So a teaser for a game that we know for a fact they haven't even started working on it yet. But... There are always little Easter eggs planted in Elder Scrolls games that indicate where the story is going to go. Or the can, next game. Okay. You can walk around Oblivion and see books about the Dragonborn, and you can read about the Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. The Dragonborn was not an invented concept for Skyrim. It existed and was teased in Oblivion, and then we get it in this. And there are, of course, all sorts of storylines in Skyrim, and who knows which one of those directly feeds into whatever the next game is. Shimmer but Isles. the most action, the, the most action is happening within two parties. Paul brought it up earlier. The Aldmeri Dominion is like our new big thing. It's the High Elves. They live out on this island, right? They're dicks. But their main course of action right now, they were invading Skyrim from the west, uh, which is High Rock and Hammerfell, which is where the Daggerfall coast is, which means it stands to reason that the Aldmeri Dominion, something you did not resolve in Skyrim. There's no resolution right. to the Alamary right. Dominion storyline. They're just there. Story Things are bad. They stay bad. So that's a crux of our new arc. Oblivion ended one arc. Skyrim is just the beginning of a new arc. And I put out there the idea that Skyrim is just like more or less a prequel to what the actual series is going to be about. Um, the the biggest, Skyrim 2. The biggest teasers you get is the Mage's Guild quest in Skyrim is 
really short, really weird that it doesn't do very much, but it touches on some really specific stuff, mostly about this thing called the Sigic Order. And the Sigic Order is like the other supreme magic beings that are not on board with the Aldmeri Dominion's whole thing. So if anybody's going to put a stop to the Aldmeri Dominion, it's basically going to be these people that you have little, you have other books and stuff that you can read about. So the crux of this new arc Skyrim is just like a playsetter. It's actually like the most boring place they need to cover in this grand, in this overall overall story. But it's a good playsetter. The next game can go and and you can learn more about this conflict. And then by Elder Scrolls Seven, I posit that it will be on the Somerset Isles and it will be bringing the conflict home to the Aldmeri Dominion. And that will be Todd Howard's last game in the series. Because right. it will be tying up all the loose ends of sort of these various threads that they've been putting together for 30, but at that point, 40, 50 years, whatever it is. Unless he is immortal, which we do not know That's whether true. he is a mortal but man it, or but not. But it tracks, yeah. right? It doesn't seem like he's mortal. Oh, I was going to say, it seems like it tracks, though, with like Daggerfall, uh, Morrowind, and then culminating in Oblivion and then starting like a new right. trilogy. I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. And he's totally immortal. I buy that. And... Sure mechanically again all of this is supposed to be mechanically driven uh and and mechanically they've been putting forward more and more the idea of building houses starfield their upcoming game is like very obviously you're going to be able to build your house on a spaceship but the beauty of building a house on a spaceship is it doesn't have to interact with any physics which if you played an elder scrolls game you know they've really never figured out how to do that how to have mm -hmm. physics interact with each other that never goes so good for them so they're testing the waters with starfield of building a ship that just sort of exists in the vacuum of space but the overall goal is that this is my prediction there will be boats in the next in elder scrolls 6 and you will build your houses on your boats you will be pirates and or you can be pirates it'll the, the main crux of the plot will be effectively pirate stuff and you will build your houses in on boats there will probably be houses on the land too but the way right. they're going to they're going to have a huge bay area and all of the stuff that you can go to along the coast but then like the fast travel is taking boats and stuff but you can also eventually buy your own boat build it out ride along the coast and then that is still a sort of physics light introduction of the idea sure. of yeah, this yeah. moving thing and then by elder scrolls 7 i don't know they push that even further because uh when you get involved with sigic order and Aldmeri dominions that well it's it's crazy magic stuff right the some of the coolest yeah, magic design car. in uh elder scrolls games is like the crazy wizards towers and so the idea that we're gonna have like sort of non-euclidean wizards towers able to be designed in El elder scrolls 7 and flying cars of, and flying it could cars. be flying cars just flying be, cars matt is that why you, car. is that why you were singing the pirates of the caribbean theme at the beginning yeah yeah, it's because of all the boats and the flying cars. It was actually it was a it teaser. Was not, Matt, yeah, much like Todd Howard, <laughs> has included <laughs> yeah. a teaser at the beginning. So that's there. It is. There's my. There's my. There's a microcosm of my pitch. I could go Take on. My money. Now, yeah, it's going to be Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Six Red Guard Two. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. That's a throwback <laughs> um, okay. for you, you scroll heads out there. <laughs> Red Guard. Scrollites. Red Guard. <laughs> Um, I think it's I, I think it's time to rank this thing. I, I well, real quick, I just want to ask you. One, I want to ask everybody one quick question. Can you tell me the year that Todd Howard announced Elder Scrolls Six? What year did that was happen? Twenty fifteen. Twenty seventeen. Twenty sixteen. Twenty. I thought it was a long time ago. It feels like a long. I'm trying to remember the house I lived in when I remember seeing. I think it. I think it was, it was twenty eighteen. Yeah. 
Really? I feel like I remember going back home. I felt like it was like the year after I moved away from Arkansas. It was it was E3 2018 oh, okay. uh, yeah. is when it was announced. So the, so we're talking about a game that we are that it's had, they haven't even started on it yet. Right. But I just want to say that they have not uh, started on this game. Nope. Um, they're not working on two giant games at once. And if nope. they try to say that they are, that's a lie. It's right. a huge they're, they're, lie. There's a team of like three writers writing stuff right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sure, that's sure. It. Oh, maybe the writers are even done. They might yeah, even yeah, be right. done. The writers <laughs> finished in 2015. But, but as far as the game designers, the level designers, uh-uh. the, the art people, no. No None way. of that yeah. has happened. Yeah. They've got every voice there's actor. There's no concept art for this. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. They, there's nobody being paid to make art for for Elder Scrolls Six, which means they announced the game in 2018, which is four years ago. Yeah, but this game was announced. Whatever, so man. It, and it is probably not going to come out for five years, so it's going to be a nine year or ten year yep. gap. Matt's even thinking it won't come out till 2030, 12. which is insane. Yeah, but you oh, know they're going to have Justice Smith voice acting it. It's going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a. Perfect, somebody for them. Yeah. All right, let's rank it. Okay, how are we gonna time, rank this? It's it's time to rank this thing. I don't know. It's buggy as crap, right? It's pretty bad. <laughs> you should have seen us. You should have seen us start in the game today. Oh, it was so funny. We played like <laughs> two hours of the game today, and immediately in the first cutscene, you get off really the scene, wagon. But... <laughs> <laughs> get off the wagon, and one of the guys talking to you is just glitching and his body is facing away from you and his head is turned it was, like, it was literally way. like on the first line of dialogue in the whole <laughs> game and then, like the ripped out of place the real problem is if if todd howard had any humor in his tiny little body he would lean into that he wouldn't just be like no nah, we like our system and so we're just going to use it the way we use it it's like nah come out and say we just we love that it's so stupid. We love that really yeah, yeah. stupid things. Ha- that I, that would be more admirable than anything else they've ever done. Like to I'd just be like, that, yeah. I love that it's buggy. And so, well, there are Twitter accounts dedicated to capturing video of horrifically poorly timed dialogue thing. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that happens just magically in Skyrim or any Elder Scrolls game is hilarious and it absolutely is despite the game. I mean, it, it is yeah. not intentional in any respect the but way the camera just so awkwardly good. zooms in on you know whoever's talking and they just look horrible yeah i mean i just can't believe that you would ever want to zoom in on any of that work there but they do <laughs> every five minutes they do um okay how do we rank it how, how do we do this uh, i mean john I and paul know. haven't even have probably played like less than five of these games yeah, We've, yeah. this is our 50th game going on this list here's who the do thing. we give all the power to here, here not me here's, here's the thing here's the thing there is one person in this room well maybe i don't know maybe Sean. eight of your top 10 i played eight of your uh, top well this 10. is not a top 10 that's for goddamn sure uh <laughs> it's, it's no not. way i think it's like uh <laughs> here's the thing we have this other issue on the list and its name is final fantasy 7 and paul I want to get your take mm. on where Final Fantasy VII falls on this list. It is our 33rd. Whoa, whoa. This is, whoa what are you doing? Game. This Shut is up. Not... Recuse yourself, okay. sir. All right. All right. <laughs> Paul, how do you feel about Final Fantasy VII being the 33rd best game of all time? Well, I'll tell you this. It's better than Mass Effect 2 and Mass <laughs> oh! Effect 1. <laughs> oh! Take that, Mass Effect losers! Yeah, oh! it's better than... I mean, in my opinion... It's better than Jet Set Radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But is, that's, that's as high as I would climb is, it up the is list. Is Final Fantasy VII, Paul Sanders, is Final Fantasy VII better than Elder Scrolls V Skyrim? 
Ooh. Mm. Be honest. I won't be mad. I don't care. Be honest. I know. I know what your heart says. My heart's conflicted. Oh no. Yeah, this is not it's easy. This, this is not easy. This is a tough one. I have to think about it because they're both darlings, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They're in, the, in their own quirky ways. Uh, and Hunter's talked about a lot of the quirky ways Final Fantasy VII. The ports are. Um, I will. I mean, this is a safe place, Paul. I feel, you can I say feel safe. you can say Final Fantasy VII is safe. better. I feel safe. <laughs> I I really don't know why you think that Paul is going to easily say Final Fantasy VII over Skyrim. Paul's favorite Elder Scrolls game is Skyrim. We already established that in the episode. Yeah. I would say they're two very fundamentally different vibes for me. Like I'm in I'm in fun, oh, yeah. like Skyrim is a sit on the couch. Final Fantasy VII now uh-huh. is like I want to be I want to have it on my Switch or I want to have it like before I had you it on my I had it my oh, my sweet sweet PlayStation Vita. I played so much of it on there i love that thing um so it is a different vibe i would go outside and lay in the grass and play final fantasy 7 skyrim i want oh paul let me tell you let me tell you about matt's porch time matt lives on the porch these days with a steam deck and it's it's great man you get a cup of sweet uh uh, not sweet tea iced tea and and porch and disco elysium Mm. Mm, made in the shade final fantasy 7 i can't play in the winter it's a summertime spring game uh, Skyrim's totally fall oh, and whoa. winter, and you play it strictly yeah. at night. Wow. Lights off in the wow, dark. Wow, I agree you, with you. you. you, you oh my fully god! Fully immersed headphones on, ideally, because then you're just like the you know dogs, other people get out of here. Um, fi- dogs, Final you know, we VII, all have I want, dogs. I want, I want to play the sound out loud. The music is so beautiful. I want everyone to hear it. Um, it is different. Yeah, it's a different vibe. But I would have to say, if I have wow. to do it, I would say I'm tied but i would say i would put final fantasy 7 ahead of it because the adaption of that game is better you can play yeah. it you can play the variations of it like the remake is excellent i don't think all the remakes of skyrim are excellent <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> well okay so i don't think skyrim is allowed to go any higher than final fantasy 7 i won't allow oh it. no i won't I allow it this. <laughs> i hate this um, I actually, uh, actually, real quick. Um, so there's there's four people that are speaking right now, but there are actually five people featured yeah. on this podcast. It's true. Um, very quickly, I would like to invite uh, Vika to come over here real real quick. Special guest. Vika, just say what number you think Skyrim should be on our list of fifty games. What what rank would you give it? You don't need to look at the list. Just tell me what number. Fifteen. She said fifteen. So better. 15, she said better than Hitman 2016 and Jet Set. I don't Radio. know the list. She said number one. No, she did not. You coerced. She, she just said number you one. You coerced. She said fifteen. She said number one. You're, okay. You're on a con here. Hunter's a so, con artist. I mean, I feel like that's one vote for number one. Uh-huh. Matt's voting for underneath Final Fantasy VII. Two votes. Yeah. Oh, that's another vote. Number one. Oh no. Sean, That's two votes. Number one. I'm voting number one. Sean, what are you voting? What's Panzer Dragoon 2's way? <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, what is it? It's, we don't have it's, time. It's Star Fox 64 with dragons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's Skyrim with a lot less steps. <laughs> I don't know how we. I don't know how we find a place for this game. Well, we got three votes for number one, and then uh, we I do think not Sean have voted for three votes for number one. You, That's this three is... votes number one. Uh, Matt uh, seems to be the negative person on this game. Uh, what's your vote? 
Uh, all right, we're taking the average then. If I'm 34 and we got three ones, and we, Paul, or, uh, Sean, no, did you I say above it, or I would below Panzer Dragoon Two's vibe? I would put it uh, just below Panzer Dragoon because they're so better similar. than Katamari Damacy. You think Skyrim is better than Katamari Damacy? I think if you took all the pleasure I've gotten out of both games in the time of, of my life, I haven't played Katamari Damacy in a long time, though. Like now, right now, I think it is better. But in my life, I'm at, I'm doing a lifetime average, and I think Skyrim wow. still got it. Wow, More wow, pleasure. Wow. Wow. More pleasure. The, y'all are y'all have conspired to something greater here today. That's, that's I think we should just give it number one, Matt, and we can just deal with it next week. I mean, that's yeah, certainly true. Uh, I'm taking. Work. I'm doing a quick. I'm doing a quick average here, though. Uh, if it's number six, uh, six plus thirty four divided by five. 8.6 is our walking average between all of us, which would put it just below Halo Combat Evolved and above Need the Ocarina number nine time. Need number number nine. Greatest hit. Better than no. Ocarina. Hey, Ocarina. How does that feel for everyone? Uh, um, feels great. I Paul, love Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. <laughs> it's my number 8.3 favorite game. <laughs> it's my 8. number 8.6 <laughs> greatest yeah. game of all time. Yeah. All right, I think this is what we do because I think, I think Hunter we should and I just both... give it number one. You coward! All I right. think you're a coward, and you don't you, want to. You want to immediately one. take that away from Disco Elysium? We don't know if Disco Elysium is going to keep the crown. In we don't after next week, and you're going to just immediately take it. We away. don't know if Skyrim's going to keep the crown if we give I it number one. No, why it won't not, keep the crown. Matt? Why not for just a moment in this negative Nancy negative <laughs> Nilly world that we live in, where everybody hates on Skyrim? Because it sucks and for valid reasons. Yeah, Skyrim we, needs us. <laughs> we let it have one more day one in more the sun. Remake. Okay? It was a cultural force, Skyrim. Oh, man. Whatever. Now it's just people making jokes about water being better. <laughs> it's stupid. Is every new game Fine. just going to be number one? I feel like games are benefiting by going later. Yeah. <laughs> Just being a new game. Games the, like the unreleased games are actually getting a huge boon in the OGA project. Yeah, by the time Elder Scrolls Six actually comes out, it's going to be number one. It's going to be number one. I mm-hmm. think so. Why not? Why not? Every game, every day is number is a new number one. Yeah. All right. Fine. Shut up. Skyrim's oh, number no. one. <laughs> Whatever. This sucks. This episode's done. I want to walk through the list though. I was. So, I want to walk. I'd like. I. You want? Should we read it? Should we read the fifty best <laughs> no, games of all I, the time? No, the comparing and and read the, that whole bit. We can't just name it number one, can we? Do you have fifty games on there? <sighs> Wait, this is number fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is number fifty. That's why. That's why we wanted to do a special one. We wanted to do the best of all time, Skyrim. Yeah, something like that. I I I don't I don't know how I could possibly compare this game with other games with you lot. Today. Um, I think I think that's something we we failed well, to achieve. Can we do a side list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, oh, we love a side list. Give me, oh, give me a side list. Wonderful. Can we rank the 17 Daedric princes? <laughs> Sheagorath, number one, obviously. The Moab yeah, all, right, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, dear listener, I, I have to tell you this. This is Matt from the future, and uh, Sean proposes a bit here. And the bit, you need to know that the bit went on for over 13 minutes, and it was excruciating. I have parsed it down for you to a cool about four minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this bit. But then it gets referenced at the end, so I couldn't cut the whole thing out. So here's, yeah, here's a ranking 
of all of the Daedric Princes of Skyrim. Woof. We've got our Daedric Princes here. Again, the list for everyone is Azura. Uh, by Azura, by Azura, by Azura. Everyone remember that? Okay, great. Boethia, <laughs> Clavicus Vile, Herme- Hermius Mora, Hercene, Jigalag, Malakath, Mehrunes Dagon, Mephala, Meridia, Molag Ball, Nemiria, Nocturnal, Periite, Sanguine, Shagorth, and uh, Vermina. Here's Azura. Uh, so we'll say number one for now. All right, Sean, go ahead and give me your take. Boethia, above or below Azura? Below. Below, all right. So one Boethia. This is going to be very difficult to manage here. This bit is not worth it. Yes, it is. Yes, all it right, is. do it. Clavicus Vile, uh, the, the mask. Oh, a classic good one. They've got that dog. Oh, that one's good. Number I like one, that one. Yeah, right now. No. Yeah, number number one at the, at the moment is Clavicus Vile. Hermius Mora. I'd at least put it above Boethia. Boethia is dope, though. You yeah, get that Boethia sweet armor kinda... that's like constantly smokes and it's, it's yeah. heavy armor. Oh, heavy yeah. Armor. Well, we'll do another list that is is who has the sweetest gear. We'll okay, do that. We'll cool, do that in the cool, Oblivion yeah. episode. Uh, no, no, so no. We'll, we'll just do it right now. We'll do next the, up, after we get... Well, this episode will be four hours long. Next up is Hercene, uh, which is essentially uh, the... the oh, werewolf. Werewolf god. Is it as good as Azura? No. I get, like, big Enya vibes from, from Azura. <laughs> big Enya vibes. <laughs> uh, okay, next up. You know up. how I feel about here's, that. I love it. Yeah, here's a big one. Jigalag. You just see Jigalag, like, once at the end. Pretty boring, but... I would put him at the bottom. Uh, Malakath. He's real mean. He's so mean. Oh, he's mean? I like how oh, mean he is I've got to put him high. He's mean. Uh, below Azura. Uh, I, yeah. This is audio poison. Uh, yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right, all right, here we go. Mehrunes Dagon. This is a big one. So, so we're putting Mehrunes Dagon, I'm noticing, above Boethia and Jigalai. Yeah, Boethia is way better than uh, Mehrunes Dagon. I would put Boethia. Boethia, oh. how? Tell me one thing about uh, Boethia. Prince of Plots. That's all you need to know. That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna yeah that sounds better than Mayrin's Dagon. Come on, Matt. Put Mayrin's Dagon lower. Mafala, the spider. The spider woman. The web spinner. Plot weaver. All right, so Mafala's at the bottom, I'm it looks bottom. like. Uh, Meridia. I would say it's better than Malakath, yeah. I mean, she's great. That, yeah. that whole mission Mer- is fun. But that we're about to, we're right, about to get into the cool Meridia is guy. number three Good underneath Az- Azura. Wow. Uh, okay, Molag Ball. Ball. What is what is Molag Ball? He item? is a dope ass mace. He gives you a mace. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah, you, big mace, yeah. big mace. He kind of has like a Clive Barker vibe to me, which I don't love. <laughs> above her scene, I don't know. I think I think it's an argument saying. Yeah, I oh, think above her yeah, scene. Above her scene. Next up is Namira. Oh, put her at the bottom. Oh, Namira's at the bottom. Oh, yeah, I get her. Uh, all right, Perry. I, I've never. Oh, no, wait. Sorry, Nocturnal. Nocturnal. Nocturnal is way yeah. up there. I would say Nocturnal is right up there with Azura. I think so. Yeah, I'd agree. Maybe, maybe I'd right say above. So too. Maybe not as cool as Clavicus Vile. I'm definitely cutting all of this out of the episode. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Perryite. Closest you get to John Carpenter thing, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. This is the John Carpenter one. Perryite above right, Malakath. Paul, you, you you expressed uh, disdain for Sanguine earlier. What's that I about? Just, you don't like the rose? You don't, I don't like, like the, the rose? rose and the mission where like you get drunk and you just like fall around i mean it was fun the first time um but when you get caught uh-huh. in it oh it sucks yeah i think put it at the bottom the bottom Ooh. yeah sanguine sucks shea gorath come on we love i mean him. yeah that's easy gotta be number one yeah it's, it's he's maybe... the funny one with the with the goatee and finally vermina the prince of dreams and nightmares so above namira mm-hmm. above namira sure 
Sure. Yeah, All right, I think we did it. Amira, oh, good. holy God! Thank you, Jesus. We All made right, it. So read the list real quick, Matt. Come on, from top to bottom. Yeah, here's our here's our top seventeen Daedric princess: Shea Gorath, number one, with a bullet; Clavicus Vile, Nocturnal Azura, Meridia, Periite, Malakath, Molag Ball, Hercene, Hermias Mora, Boethia, Mayrunes Dagon, Jigalag, Mafala, Vermina, Namira, and Sanguine. Sanguini. 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 <laughs> Sanguini. Wow. My favorite pasta. Mm. Very cool. Um, well, I just want to say thank you to Sean and uh, and Paul and Vika mm-hmm. uh, for being on the episode this week. This was yep. uh, our 50th episode, and it's, uh, well, not our 50th episode. Technically, it's our 51st episode, but yeah. our 50th game, and uh, yeah, just, uh, just felt good. It was a pleasure. It, it felt good to have you all here. Yeah. It was fun. I, I miss playing this game in a living room with the two of y'all. I miss it so much, and I hope someday, as 40-year-olds, we can do it again. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, when, we're, when we're 54, we will play this game <laughs> I think the again. solemn vow is we have to make a point to wherever we are in the world, when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, we have to find a place to meet up, get it, and do a weekend of... Where we sleep uh, in, on beds, we, on the floor, in front of three together. TVs. Four TVs. Yep. You're coming, Hunter. We'll just do it on one big TV this time. One big TV, one big controller. <laughs> I'm coming this time. This time, I'm coming. And and hey, hey, this time, let's all play Stealth Archers. Heck yeah. Oh. Dude, let's not have different experiences at all. Let's all do the exact same thing at the same time. No, let's have the same experience. Well, then let's garden. I want to do the garden. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, for coming. Thank you, Sean, for coming. I love, love you both. You. Love uh, you. Everyone... Next week, it's time for the re-ranking. We're going to have EJ back here to help us re-rank all 50 games on this list. So Skyrim's ranking today. All 50 games. Plus all 17 Daedric Lords. And we will insert all... (laughs) (laughs) We will re-rank all 17 Daedric Princes too. We'll re-rank all of them. We have to. You love that bit so much. We're going to do it again (laughs) next week and every week moving forward. And we're going to put Skyrim at the bottom. Are you serious? Skyrim sucks. All right. I'll fix it next week. Thanks for joining us on Old Gamers Almanac. Every Daedric Prince, every week at a time. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey.